0: Hello, and welcome to the Sidekick Critic Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Crosby, and I am delighted to have you back for another episode of this film and entertainment industry podcast. As I mentioned in my first episode during the introduction, uh, not every episode is going to be a movie review. So far, I've given either a full-length movie review or reviewed a bunch of movies in every episode I've done, but this is going to be the first of what I'm calling a special episode, where... I'm not going to talk about or give a review for any movie at all in this episode. I'm actually here to talk about the Oscars. On Sunday night was the 95th Annual Academy Awards, or the Oscars, and as I've mentioned multiple times, I am a huge fan of award season and award shows, and the Oscars is as big as it gets. I was lucky enough that I bought tickets for a Hollywood Awards Night event in Tampa, uh, in downtown in the city. The Tampa Theater, a nonprofit organization, hosts a Hollywood Awards night every year for the Oscars. So my fiance Abigail and our friend Anastasia, we bought tickets for the event. We got all dressed up, wearing a nice button-down, a couple dresses, looking good, and we went into downtown for this event. After parking and walking over, we got in line for what was going to be a limo ride around the block. Unfortunately, we were one of the groups that didn't get the actual limo. We got put in a short little party bus, um, which at first we're like, oh, that kind of stinks, but ended up being fun. They played uh, Michael Jackson, Billie Jean, blasting it over the speakers in the party bus and the five other random people who we were with. By the end of that short little ride around the block, all of us were singing Michael Jackson, and it really was just a good start, good vibes. We get out of the bus onto the red carpet. There's volunteer actors there pretending to be paparazzi, being fans, asking for your autograph. There's uh, one such such actor is uh, Roan Jibbers, a little play on Joan Rivers, uh, kind of emceeing the red carpet, asking people on their outfits and everything. Got a free glass of champagne, headed in. Uh, there was a bar, a picture with a giant Oscar statue, movie theater snacks and whatnot. And the event was a blast. Uh, I love being in a crowd and going to events like that. And it really was a great atmosphere of people who loved movies. And there were certain actors and movies, as I'll talk about a little bit later, that were clearly fan favorites. And not just at the Dolby Theater in LA at the Oscars, but also at our little event at the Tampa Theater. Some people were just more popular than others. So That was a lot of fun. It was great to, especially during the monologue, laughing at those jokes is a lot easier when a whole crowd of people is laughing with you. The speeches are more emotional when you can hear people sniffling and being so excited and genuinely happy for a certain actor or actress to win. It was just a great time. There's one caveat though. The Oscars is at 8 p.m. on a Sunday night. I work 40 hours a week. I have to be up at 6 a.m. for my day job, and I do not want to be out until midnight. The show ended at 11.30. By the time I would have been hurdled out like cattle, would have made it to my car and driven home, we wouldn't have gotten back to our house until after midnight. And it just, that's not what I want to do on a Sunday night. So we left midway through the show around 9.15, Uh Had the show streaming in the car as we are driving home. Was able to get home, put it on. Didn't miss a minute of the show, which was fantastic because I wanted to watch the whole thing. This is the most involved I've ever been in the Oscars. As I mentioned in my previous episode, I saw 7 out of the 10 best pictures on top of multiple other movies that were nominated. Um, And it was very fun to not just be invested from a superficial standpoint when I watch of... I haven't seen these movies, I only recognize a couple actors names, and that's who I'm rooting for, to I saw this movie, I have my own opinions on all the nominations in this category, and which actor, actress, I think, portrayed their role best and is deserving. So it was a lot of fun for me to be more invested in the award show. And the show was great this year. Jimmy Kimmel hosted, he did a great job in my opinion. Um, He's very good at hosting award shows. He's done it multiple times. He knows what jokes land and don't. He's able to push by the jokes that don't land as well. Uh, a lot of funny humor, a lot of making fun of last year's event and the slap heard around the world, which was great that they didn't just ignore it. They, he poked fun at it, which is what you should do. Um, and it was just truly a great time. I, I love the Oscars. I'm already looking forward to next year's and curious as the year develops, what storylines are going to come out of it? I know this year some of the big storylines were Everything Everywhere All at Once and a massive Academy Awards campaign that was pushed for that movie. And it was very successful. It, Everything Everywhere All at Once and A24 had a great night. The Daniels had a great night. Um, but as we get into the awards a little bit, let's uh, first launch with my predictions. I made seven predictions in my last episode. Uh, that was Animated Feature, Best Director supporting actor and actress lead actor and actress and best picture i got five out of seven right um as some people would say a perfect five out of seven uh i was felt pretty good about those predictions uh we're going to start with where i was wrong i knew i was going to be wrong in animated feature uh animated feature film did go to guillermo del toro's pinocchio i was really pulling for Marcel because that movie means so much to me but Pinocchio has been getting tons of critical acclaim. It's everyone has loved it, and I'm excited to watch it. That's maybe at the top of my list for post Oscars movies to watch. I'm very excited about it. Uh, stop motion animation is not a lost art in any way, shape, or form. It still can put out incredibly moving and powerful movies, and that's supposedly what Pinocchio is. So, hopefully, I, I'm actually hoping I can watch that maybe this week, and I'll let you know what I think of it because I'm really excited. And then the other place I was wrong was uh, actress in a supporting role. I'd picked Angela Bassett to win for her role in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Instead, it went to Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And she is more than deserving. Uh, that role in the film, simultaneously, it was an antagonist, but also brought a lot of humor to the movie. It's And I've seen clips of her on set where she was just part of the heartbeat of that movie and that set and bringing it together. And Jamie Lee Curtis is an icon in the film industry. She's been in countless movies. A lot of you probably know her from freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan or numerous other roles, but this is a career defining achievement for her. And I love to see that her speech was incredible. She was so happy and overcome with emotion. And those are the ones I love to see win. when they just can barely contain how much this means to them. It's, Awesome. I heard people around me with their eyes watering and sniffling because she was just so genuine in her speech. And I saw some people online talking about it being a legacy award, meaning she didn't really win it for this movie. She won it for her career, as some people say Leonardo's Oscar for The Revenant was. I don't like that. I think that diminishes what was a fantastic role. Now, you may disagree, and like me, I thought Angela Bassett was going to win. Um, Or some people think Stephanie Sue in Everything Everywhere Everywhere All at Once was a better supporting role and should have deserved it more. But I don't think we should take away from Jamie Lee Curtis. She was incredible in that movie and she deserves her Academy Award and now she has it. And that's fantastic for her. And those are the only two of my posted predictions that were wrong. Moving on to what I was correct now and continuing with the uh, supporting role, for actor in a supporting role, I was correct. It went to Ki-Hu Kwan for his role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And boy, that speech had my eyes watering. Uh, he was just so genuinely happy uh, for a man who struggled for two decades to get back to into the film industry and be getting quality roles and get this opportunity Um, As he said, this was the American dream, and it's great to see a story about the American dream like that come true, and for Ki-Hu Kwan, it did. And he's more than deserving. He was a pivotal piece in what was one of the best movies of the year, everything, everywhere, all at once, and it's... I I can't say enough good things. He is one of the best feel-good stories of the year in the film industry, seeing him come back and the love and appreciation and support he's received, not just from fans around the world, but from within the academy and the industry as a whole. The uh, presenter, I can't remember who it was right now, a lot of presenters, but when she read his name, she was almost overcome with emotion. It's just how genuine of a man he is and how everyone loves him. And it got a huge standing ovation. It was a great moment. The Supporting Actor and Actress Awards were early in the night, which kind of gave it a nice boost and leg up after the monologue to get things, the ball rolling a bit. And congratulations to ki Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis. The two of them were incredible in everything, everywhere all at once. Both the Supporting Role Awards going to that movie just shows how deep the cast of that film was and how well acted and performed it truly was. Continuing with the acting categories, uh, for an actress in a lead role, I picked Michelle Yu to win, and she did. Like I'd said, I wouldn't have been surprised if uh, Kate Blanchett won, but early on in the night, it became very clear this was everything everywhere, all at once is night. And it racked up seven Academy Awards out of 11 nominations in 95 years of the Academy Awards. Only 27 movies have won six plus awards in a single night. And Everything Everywhere All at Once joins that highly prestigious list with movies such as The Titanic, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, West Side Story, Lawrence of Arabia, Gone with the Wind. It's the most wins since Gravity in 2013. Just a truly historic night for this film and for all those involved. Kudos to... The entire cast and crew of everything, everywhere all at once. It's not going to be the last time I talk about them. As for actor in the lead role, once again, I was correct. Brendan Fraser won for The Whale. Another fantastic comeback story. You could tell on stage he was just shell-shocked and overcome with emotion of how much this means to him. Uh, As Kimmel said, uh, two actors in Encino Man are now Academy Award winners at the same time. Award show, and it was just such a great night for those two comeback stories of Ki Hu Kwan and Brendan Fraser. He was so genuine, and his performance in The Whale is truly incredible. I don't think I can rewatch that movie because it is so visceral and real and powerful. But I highly recommend everyone watch it because Brendan Fraser gives the performance of a lifetime, and Hung Chao also nominated for supporting actress. Also the performance of a lifetime Sadie Sink was incredible it's just all around a fantastic movie for it was a really small set the actors and actresses in that film are so incredibly talented and put in the performances of a lifetime please go watch The Whale go see why Brendan Fraser is fully back and has achieved the pinnacle of an acting career an academy award just amazing by Brendan Fraser The next category I picked in was Best Director. Um, I was... Though I had picked the correct winner, I was still shocked to see that the Daniels won for everything Everywhere all at once. Daniel Shiner Shiner and Daniel Kwan, um, a directing duo. Very rarely do they win, but the two of them were just... It was their night. They were incredible. They had a lot of very moving speeches. And I was so impressed. Um... I'm gonna continue to talk about them a little bit later, so I'm gonna move on from my predictions for now. Because my last prediction was Best Picture, and Everything Everywhere All At Once did win. And I'm gonna take this time to just talk about this movie a little bit more in depth, because to bring together a movie like this that uh, travels the multiverse, and you have the same actor and actress acting as themselves, but entirely different versions of themselves, and being able to switch it at the snap of a finger, is amazing and it's why the movie won three acting awards the daniels won for best director they also won for best original screenplay the film won for best editing and best picture best directing i need to count these out because there's just so many i'm losing count you have best picture actress in a leading role actor and actress in a supporting role you have best original screenplay and achievement in editing uh seven awards for this film it's truly a masterpiece if you have showtime through hulu or paramount plus go watch this movie i promise you you won't regret it it's it's a great time to talk about my distinction between the best movie of the year and my favorite movie of the year while banshees of in is my favorite movie of the year everything everywhere all at once objectively is the best movie of the year if i take my opinion and bias out of it i can see that the movie was a true masterpiece. It hit on all angles. It was it had a great deep meaning of family and it had humor, unexpected humor, amazing action sequences, all combined together through the skill of editing and direction and the screenplay are just it this was everything everywhere all at once is big night. And it pulled through and it won every award that it should have won and that I picked it to win. And I'm just so over the top excited for this movie. I'm probably going to watch it again soon. Uh, Just hearing everyone talk about it last night and what went into making it and how the cast was a true family. It was a great time and I highly recommend everyone go watch it. So I'm going to run through some more awards from the event on Sunday night as there are some that really interested me. Um, Another big winner, All Quiet on the Western Front won four Academy Awards as a German international film. As I'd mentioned, it did win for Best International Feature Film. It won for Production Design, Cinematography, and Original Score. Uh, This movie is probably number two on my post-Oscars watch list. It's on Netflix. It's supposed to be a masterpiece. It's supposed to be one of the best war movies since Saving Private Ryan, uh, Blowing Dunkirk in 1917 out of the water, both amazing films but this is just supposed to be a true achievement in filmmaking and i can see that a international film winning four academy awards is great for international film speaking of international film uh the academy award for music original song went to natu to natu to from rrr the indian film i've heard a lot about it i have not seen it it i i've heard some rumblings the last few weeks about this winning for best original song And I was personally rooting for Rihanna's Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever because that song at the end of the movie as the credits hit and you're mourning the loss of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa just really sent me and was incredible. But this performance, I caught the live performance during the show, was truly amazing and makes me want to watch that film. It was just so much energy and happiness into the song and the dance number and Based on the performance alone, Natu Natu was the winner in my mind because it the show, as it usually does, kind of drags at some point during the middle as awards that most people don't care about are being handed out and they don't know anyone. I still enjoy it because I'm paying attention to the editing, the visual effects, the production design, so I want to see who's going to win and who my where my personal predictions are correct. But Natu Natu came on and the show just got a burst of life and everyone... Had more energy going forward from the presenters to the crowd to the viewers. I have no qualms of not to, not to winning over Lift Me Up despite being wrong, despite what I wanted to win, not winning. Uh, some other great awards. Uh, I mentioned Best Original Screenplay went to The Daniels. Best Adapted Screenplay went to Sarah Polly for Women Talking. Um, I was told I was sleeping on this movie and that's going to have to change. Best Adapted Screenplay is a huge award. It's great to see a movie about women win that. And as Sarah Polly said when she accepted it, the movie showcases the power of what can be done when women sit together in a room and talk and come to a decision. And I'm very excited to watch this film. Uh, starring Frances McDormand, Rooney Mara, It's they supposedly put in incredible heavyweight acting performances. I cannot wait to watch woman talking and i suggest everyone watch it it's from what i've seen and heard it should be a very powerful and deep movie and i'm very excited to see what it's all about uh another fun award was for visual effects went to avatar the way of water that's no surprise to me that avatar won this uh Visual effects, CGI as people call it. Um, a lot of movies get knocked for that. I've heard a lot of people talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Manium, being knocked for its CGI. And I could get behind some of that. I still liked the movie. I still enjoyed it. But some of the CGI wasn't as strong as other movies. And that wasn't the case here. Avatar The Way of Water, watching it and the amount of time they put into it, it was very noticeable for what is an entirely visual effect, landscape, and cast and crew not crew obviously, but cast it doesn't feel like it the entire movie, it feels like Pandora is real, it feels like the Navi people are are real seeing that movie in theaters was is how it's meant to be seen you can see what James Cameron meant when he said that if it's still in showtimes around you and you have any interest in seeing it go watch it in theaters, it is well worth it Another fantastic theater film, Top Gun Maverick, one for Best Sound Editing. That's no surprise to me. Um, Top Gun was kind of hailed as the movie that brought movie theaters back, and I can get that. Um, There hadn't been a big blockbuster event-type movie in quite some time outside of Marvel and DC and franchises. And to get something like this that the movie did so well weeks after its initial release, it was brought back into IMAX and Dolby. Because that's just how the movie should be seen. And I I get why. It was one of my top ten movies last year. It was such a good time in the theater. And the ability, the sound in that movie is truly incredible. When you pay attention to how real those fighter jets sound in every little bit. I am someone now that really does think about and appreciate those little aspects of movies. And... One of the highlights of Top Gun is sitting in a Dolby theater or IMAX or just a regular theater and that sound around you and enveloping you as F-35s take off and blow by overhead. It's real. It sounds like an F-35 is actually flying over you, which if you're making a movie about fighters, fighter jets, that's your goal to make it look and sound real. And this movie went above and beyond in that field. Um... I just, I had a blast watching the show. I I think everyone, if you have any interest in movies, you should watch the Oscars and it will just, that's kind of what has slowly grown my interest in films over the years is every year I loved watching the Academy Awards and slowly but surely I've watched them more and more and I've been able to strongly appreciate these little aspects of films and dive in further and see what won specific awards another award i was excited about was ruth carter winning for costume design on black panther Wakanda forever that's her second academy award winning for the first black panther black panther remains the only marvel movie marvel franchise character whatever you want to call it to win an academy award and the costume work in that movie is fantastic it makes sense that it wins i'm so happy for ruth carter to be a two-time academy award winner i wouldn't be surprised if there is a third black panther to see it win this award again the costume work from Queen Ramonda to Namor, Namor to Mbaku is incredible. It's all original designs inspired by African culture and it shows. And Black Panther Wakanda Forever was, I believe it was my favorite Marvel movie from last year. And it deserves not only this Academy Award, I think Angela Bass... Bassett should have won because she was incredible, but it's nice to see Marvel continue to slowly build their academy pedigree and earn more awards where they can. Um, I want to spend the end here uh, talking about some movies that didn't win. Uh, first, I want to talk about the Daniels and Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg did not win any awards despite being nominated for Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Picture. It's incredible and shocking to me that he didn't win at least one of those. Man who's been nominated now in six different decades, a titan of the film industry, making a movie about his life and about the film industry. It's a. I thought it was a surefire to win at least one, if not all three awards that Steven Spielberg was nominated for, and it didn't win any. I cannot imagine the. Uh, how not starstruck, but how shocked the Daniels were to beat this titan this legend in three separate categories that's truly a remarkable performance at the Academy Awards and just shows how powerful of a movie everything everywhere all at once was speaking of Steven Spielberg and his movie The Mens, that's a movie I did not try hard enough to see and I am upset about it I wish I'd seen it going into the Oscars because so many people were talking about it I was really excited about it it's just sometimes it's hard to get in for some movies like that. It is up on my list. I know I've mentioned that for a few movies now, but it is on my list as a must-watch following this Academy Awards. It's talked about all night. People loved it. It's supposedly a very heartfelt and moving movie. So The Fablemans, I, because I'm someone that loves movies, I'm not discouraged to... Decide not to watch a movie because it didn't win any awards. If anything, I'm more encouraged. I want to compare it to the winners and see, did it deserve to lose these categories? And I don't think anyone else should be discouraged from watching a movie because it didn't win an Academy Award or a Golden Globe or whatever it may be. Only one movie can win out of, for Best Picture, is out of 10 nominees. All of those movies are worth watching. I plan on watching all three I missed, Women Talking. The Fablemans and All Quiet on the Western Front because they're all supposed to be what the Academy says is the top 10 movies within the top 10 movies of the last year. I'm very excited to watch that movie. I'm very excited to tell you when I watch and let you know what I think. If it was as quality as everyone has said it is, if it did get snubbed, like I've had heard some people talk about. Don't, moral the story here, don't let not winning an award discourage you from watching a film. And that. For me, that really applies to what was my number one movie last year, The Banshees of Inish Directed by Martin McDonough, that movie was nominated for Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best Picture. Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keegan were nominated for Actor in a Supporting Role. Colin Farrell was nominated for Actor in a Lead Role. I would have been happy and thought it would have been deserving and honestly thrilled to see them win in all of those categories because like i said that was my favorite movie of the year it's set in the uh on the island of Innisharan during the irish civil war in the 1800s and it follows what happens when there's two friends and one of them decides he doesn't want to be friends anymore and it's really a uh speaking on the irish civil war at large in this small town situation of Everyone knows the drama. Everyone knows what's going on and is following along and see what unfolds when this happens. Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell specifically turn in the roles, the performances of a lifetime. It's the movie I believe is on HBO. I think everyone should go watch it. I wanted to talk about it because that's the movie that really signaled a change in movie going for me. What started as I was a Marvel fan. I wanted to see all the block, big blockbusters and enjoy those movies. With Banshees of a Sharon, it kind of changed to I wanted to see movies that were pieces of art and were meant to be not a blockbuster film but to tell a story in an artistic way, in a unique original story and the Banshees of a Sharon excelled at that. Martin McDonough is more than deserving of the Best Director Award not to take anything away from the Daniels or Steven Spielberg or Todd Field or the other nominees, but it was a little sad to not see it win a single award. I think it was more than deserving of multiple awards, but everything overall all at once just had this amazing awards campaign. But the Banshees of Inisherin, I know I'm one of the not one of the many that appreciates movies for them being works of art. Uh, originally, I appreciated movies for being blockbusters and telling this big story, but to be able to. Now I look for movies that are telling a unique story. It's not a part of a bigger franchise or one part of a story or a sequel or a prequel or a big blockbuster. It's ice isolated story that I just get entranced in. And I have a very imaginative, imaginative mind. And that's how this has really blossomed for me into what is now the Sidekick Critic Podcast. So... If you ever find that you're looking for something new, you maybe don't want to watch start four seasons of a TV show, or you don't want to watch the next Marvel movie, you just want a new, unique, original story, The Banshees of In a is what really signaled a change for me, and I cannot recommend it enough that it could do that for you. And that's kind of my Oscars breakdown. I have a lot of movies I want to watch at home uh, following this. I need to watch All Quiet in the Western Front, Women Talking, The Fableman's... Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio there's some of the animated short films that I really want to watch but there's also a lot of movies coming out this month I want to watch Uh, this weekend I'm hoping to either see Scream or Scream 6 it is starring Jenny Ortega from Wednesday and Courtney Cox uh, Monica from Friends Uh, I also want to see Willem Dafoe and Inside Out which looks like a very amazing thriller and almost character study mix there's uh shazam i will be seeing that this week for sure that may be the next movie i review depends what i see this weekend i want to see dungeons and dragons honor among thieves i did play dungeons and dragons for some time i thoroughly enjoyed it it's really let my imaginative mind run so that movie i've heard great things about already i'm very excited for it at the end of the month and i think that's there's a movie with Jason Statham and Aubrey Plaza, Operation Fortune, which looked like a funny, cute action movie. I love Aubrey Plaza, so of course I'm going to go see that. And then Champions, starring Little Her- Woody Harrelson, a movie about a uh, basketball team and their run into the, what I believe is the Special Olympics. So that looks adorable, very cute. Tons of movies coming out in March that I'm really excited about and I'm really excited to talk about with you. Thank you for listening. I've gotten responses from people on their thoughts on movies I've seen, on the Oscars, just on the movie industry in general, and I'm loving it. I I come here to talk about movies. So if you ever have a thought or you saw a movie and you want to talk about it, please reach out to me. Uh, I'm up for any discussion. I love when people disagree with my opinion and I can get your thoughts on it and we can challenge each other's opinions. That's what this is all about. But doing that through the lens of the film industry, I think it's a ton of fun. I've been having a blast recording this. I'm looking forward to my next episode and getting back onto the movie review track. And I can't wait to see you next time. As always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Sidekick Critic. Like, subscribe, download, share on Spotify and YouTube for the full episodes. Message me, comment, whatever it is. I want to talk about movies with you, the listeners, because I'm talking about them now for you. So give me your thoughts on not only the episode about movies or something you just watched at home. Maybe I haven't seen it. Maybe I have unique thoughts on it. If it's movie and film related, I want to talk about it with you. So my name is Andrew Crosby. I'm the host of the Sidekick Critic Podcast. And thank you for stopping by.